We were watching some New Year's special where these three gorgeous actresses jetted off to Hawaii and kept shouting, Beautiful! Delicious! I'm in heaven! Up until then, Hawaii was known in her house as the symbol of depraved capitalism. At the time, my father was 54 and held North Korean citizenship. He was what Japanese called Tenshini. a north korean resident of japan and a marxist first let's get one thing straight the story that follows is a love story my love story and communism or democratism pacifism or darkism vegetarianism or any other ism for that matter has nothing to do with it just so you know anyway when the old man mentioned hawaii my mother also north korean clenched her fist in triumph She whispered to me later, your father didn't stand a chance against the infirmities of old age. Tokyo was hit by a severe cold snap that winter and I guess my father's 44 years old body was feeling it, judging from the way he kept rubbing his joints and muttering about his arthritis. He was born in the temperature climate of Jeju, an island province of South Korea, and spent part of his childhood there. By the way, Jeju Island is also the self-proclaimed Hawaii of the East. My mother was born and raised in Japan. She was 19 when my father picked her up at Amikyo Market in Okichimachi and 20 when she gave birth to me. Seeing how my father was now teetering, my mother spun around behind him and gave one last push. The Berlin Wall crumbled, the Soviet nation doesn't even exist anymore. Just the other day, the people on the TV were talking about how the cold temperatures caused the Soviet Union's fall. The cold freezes people's souls, their ideological beliefs even. She said with a shiver, I half expected her to burst into a mournful song. My father listened with his body stooped slightly forward, as if to keep from toppling over. When he looked up and turned his gaze to the television, The three actresses, now wearing bathing suits, turned their rapt faces toward him and called out Aloha. Aloha, my father muttered. It sounded like a death moan. My old man let out a long, deep sigh and fell to temptation. Once my father got up off the floor, he acted quickly. As soon as the holidays were over, he began the process of changing his citizenship from North Korean to South Korean, so he could also go Hawaii. I should explain. Why did my father, who was born on the South Korean island of Jeju, have North Korean citizenship? And why did he have to change his citizenship to South Korea just to go to Hawaii? It's a tedious story, so I'll try to keep it short and mix in some humor here and there, but don't hold your breath. Back when my father was a kid during World War II, he was a Japanese citizen. Why? Long ago, Korea was a Japanese colony 
forced to adopt a Japanese name, Japanese citizenship, and Japanese language, my father was destined to fight as a soldier in the Emperor's Army when he grew up. He came to Japan as a kid when his parents were drafted to work in the munitions factories. But when Japan was defeated and the war ended, the government no longer allowed him to remain Japanese. And to add insult to injury, the Japanese government said, We're done with you. Get the hell out of our country. Sending Korean residents into a panic. Before they knew what happened, the United States and the Soviet Union had divided the Korean Peninsula into two countries. So Koreans were allowed to stay in Japan but were forced to choose between South and North Korean nationality. My old man chose North Korea because it touted Marxist ideology and was assumed to be more compassionate toward the poor, and because it showed more concern than the South Korean government for governments, Koreans living in Japan. That's how my father became a North Korean resident of Japan. My aging father, having switched his citizenship twice by a young age, was now attempting to change it a third time. He couldn't get a visa as a North Korean because the country didn't have diplomatic relations with the United States. Since North Korean had so few diplomatic ties with the other countries, North Korean residents of Japan were very limited in where they could travel. I've heard that you can get a visa for some countries, but with the red tape and hassle, there was no telling how long that could take. So what my father did was appeal to a Minden leader. Ready for some more tedious explanation? Here goes. Okay, I'll stop. I might, you might have gotten an idea what this book is about, but I'll talk about it later in the next episode. Now let's get down to some lit math making. So for today, I have a reader called Shreya who's looking for something scary and haunting and mysterious the creepy stuff or a book with a sweet sour story. She is an Agatha Christie fan and also Khaled Hassani. Shreya, I have a perfect book for you that came to my mind while I was reading your form entry. It's called Midnight at the Bright Ideas Bookstore by Matthew J. Sullivan. So this is how the plot or the blurb is. When a bookshop patron commits suicide, his favorite store clerk must unravel the puzzle he left behind. Lydia Smith lives her life hiding in plain sight. A clerk at the Bright Ideas bookstore, she keeps a meticulously crafted existence among her beloved books, eccentric colleagues, and the book frogs, the lost and lonely regulars who spend every day in the store's overwhelmed shelves. But when Joey, a young book frog, kills himself in the bookstore, Lydia's life comes unglued. Always Joey's favorite booksellers, Lydia has been given his meager worldly possessions, some trinkets and books, and, you know, something by a lonely, uncared man. But when Lydia flips through his books, she finds them defaced in ways both disturbing and inexplicable. They reveal the psyche of the young man on the verge of an emotional reckoning. But there seems to contain a hidden message. What did Joey know and what does it have to do with Lydia? So Lydia goes on and untangles the mystery of Joey's suicide, which takes her to a long buried memory from her own violent childhood. Details from that one bloody night begin to circle back, 
her distant father's returns to the fold along with an obsessive local cop and the hammer man a murderer who came into lydia's life long ago and she soon discovers never completely left so it's twisted creepy haunting scary mysterious and all of the things that you need not exactly like how agatha christie writes this is refreshing because it's also haunting by the time i was done with this book it was like 3 in the night and i could not sleep it doesn't haunt you in like a ghostly way but it haunts you and it stays with you so i think you'll like it and for something similar like to khalid husaini some sweet sour ending i will recommend you the stationery shop of tehran by marjan kamali or the boy in the striped pajamas by john boyen both of them are really good and you can also try the book thief if you haven't yet and these are my suggestions for today with the little lady if you also want me to suggest you some books you can go to the bio link in bio there is a form that i've created specially just for this you can fill it up and i will tell you some books to read see you next time bye